It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. Happy New Year. We have made it to 2018. And I got to tell you, I had a bunch of fun things that I wanted to talk to you about. But something happened to close out this year that has me so bothered, so... You know that word that you have to come up with that only a mom feels about their children when something bad happens? It's almost like that phone call in the middle of the night that you never, ever want to receive. So I want to tell you what happened. I got a call the next day from one of my four daughters. She said, Mom, my sisters and I were jumped last night in the bathroom of the club we were visiting. I said, you what? That's nothing I want to hear ever come out of any of my children's mouths. What happened was one of my daughters was dancing on the dance floor and flitting around having fun. I mean, I do the same thing where people dance together or people dance in groups. And she went up behind somebody and was dancing behind them. And then she turned and she went and was dancing behind somebody else just for fun. And she saw her sisters go into the bathroom, two of her sisters, and then decided to follow them into the bathroom. As she walked into the bathroom and saw her two sisters at the mirror, somebody grabbed her by her long hair, pulled her backwards, and threw her forward onto the floor and started pummeling her, beating her punch after punch to her head. She had no idea what was going on. There were two girls attacking my daughter. Why were they attacking her? Because she happened to go behind a boy that was dancing, and she was dancing too. And this girl was the girlfriend of the boy my daughter just happened to stop for a second and dance behind. This moron of a girl who is obviously emotionally unstable, jealous, rage type of person, decides to traumatize and beat the shit out of my child for having a good time. Feeling threatened, are we? Don't we as moms teach our daughters early on to behave like ladies? I guess it was her lucky day that her sisters were in the bathroom because these girls had no intent of having anyone else involved. They were just going to kill my child. My other two jumped in, got on top, started trying to pull them off of their sister, and wound up with multiple wounds themselves. I mean the crap beaten out of all three of them. My youngest child was punched in the nose, so there was blood everywhere. The initial child had multiple bruises and bumps and slams to her head, so much so that the next day she went to the ER for her to admit that she was afraid she might have brain damage and wanted a CT scan. That's a lot for a young girl to admit to or worry about. The next thing that happened was the police showed up. The bouncers were there. One of the police pulled my eldest off of the pile of girls, and all my eldest was trying to do was get to her sister on the bottom to protect her, and at the same time being beaten up, and the policeman put her in handcuffs. 
Later, his words were, well, we didn't know who initiated what, and we were trying to break this up. And she's trying to explain to them, they attacked my sister, and then they attacked us. The cops did nothing. They took one of the young girls that initiated this attack and put her in the back of a police car just to calm her down. Imagine that. There was no word of arrest. There was no fear or threat that any of them were going to be in trouble. One of the officers said to my eldest, if I had it my way, I would have arrested all of you and left you in jail until Tuesday. What has blown my mind is that I raised my kids to respect the authorities, to listen, to obey and behave. And now, after all these years, I can't say that anymore. And to be quite honest, I had an incident like this happen to my son in the same city a couple years back. I don't even as an adult know what to believe anymore. The officer said to my eldest, after my eldest said to him, I'm pressing charges. I need the names of these girls. He says, it's not going to do you any good. She says, why not? His reply was, it happens here every weekend. There is a fight here every weekend. She said, in this club? Yes. And it's all related to drinking. This is what the officer said. Now, having heard all of that, and she said she still wants to press charges, he gave her the names of the two girls and where they live, their addresses. And another thing that he said was, you know, we didn't arrest anybody because we can't really prove who said what first and who initiated this brawl. And we would have paperwork to do until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I said to my daughter, that's his job. Of course he has paperwork to do. That's what an officer is paid to do. That's part of his salary, part of his job description. And he was just trying to skirt the issue. And even more so, there's multiple cases here, multiple lawsuits. Number one, my daughter who's underage, was in that club. She didn't even have an ID. She just scooted in with her sister. That's number one. If the club owner found out that this child is the one with the broken nose with the blood and the black eyes, that she's 20 and not 21, he could lose his license, maybe even his club. Maybe he needs to be threatened. Maybe he needs to know that, no, prior knowledge is the thing that's going to sink your ship. If you are aware that every weekend there's a fight going on in your establishment, somebody's got to step up and do the right thing because obviously, dude, it's not freaking you. So that's the first lawsuit that I see. The second is violence, prior knowledge. This happens every weekend and this comes out of the mouth of a cop who's there every weekend to break things up, why haven't you arrested the people that start the fights? And if you can't determine, because maybe they don't have enough word power, because they're too drunk, you know, those that are fighting, put them all in jail. Sober them up. Give them something that's on their record. Do the right thing. 
by your badge. But listen to who's trying to talk to you at the time of the crime. My daughter was trying to explain, we are not white trash. I'm a fifth grade teacher. These are my two sisters that are graduating college next semester. Listen to what's going on. I know there might be a scuttlebutt happening, but after you separate the groups, take the time to ask the proper questions. And if this happens every weekend, don't you feel there's a problem here? First of all, those two girls didn't know that the sisters were in the bathroom. They only knew that the one girl was in the bathroom. So basically, their intent was to cream one girl. I, that just keeps running through my head. How lucky she was that her sisters were in the bathroom and these two girls didn't know. I'm, I'm stuttering because it's so much to process as a mom. And I know even if I lived in the same city, it wouldn't help because they're old enough to make their own decisions and go where they want to go. I get that. But living farther away and being completely helpless, like I can't run down to the scene of the crime, I just feel like my hands are tied. And I'm trying to explain to my girls, you can't sit back and do nothing. You've got to address this issue and you've got to press charges. You can't be like everybody else and let it go away and disappear into the wind because then it's going to happen to another young girl. And the next time, she won't be as lucky. Now, every time you go to a club, if you still want to, you have to always have in the back of your mind to watch your back. Never let your hair down. Don't relax and have a good time because you'll always be worried somebody is going to come up against and behind you and take advantage of you. Hell, they may have a knife or a gun next time. We live in a society where people blow people up for no reasons or reasons that are unexplainable to a normal human brain. This is our society where these girls are allowed to act like animals and torture other people. And I guarantee you there were more people that saw what was going on that got the hell out and didn't try to help. These are the fundamental basics of humanity. If you see something, say something. It's not all about you. It's about the rest of the world and what we can do to make it better. Well, the bottom line is, my eldest agreed. She wanted to press charges. She kept telling me the officers kept saying, it's a waste of time, it's a waste of time. And I said to her, of course he's going to say that because his badge is on the line. If he told you, that this happens every weekend at this club and they don't arrest somebody, then it's on him. He's not doing a good enough job of protecting that club. And the bouncers certainly aren't. But this is going to have his badge be taken away. So, of course, he's telling you not to press charges. It's self-beneficial. Anyway... After going back and forth and back and forth with her and seeing my youngest with two black eyes, my middle child is just, I don't even know where her head is right now. Aside from the lumps and bumps that are on it, I don't know what's in it. And my eldest just won't stop talking about it. She's in shock. My ex-husband has a friend who's an attorney. 
She just spoke with the attorney, told him everything that went down, and the attorney's words were, I see it all the time. <laughs> there it is again. Now, this is not on the attorney, but the fact that he sees it all the time means it's happening all the time, means that somebody is not standing up again. No one's doing anything to fix this. I see it all the time, he said. You can't press charges. And she said, why? Because, he says, if you press charges, she's going to press charges. She's going to hire an attorney. And then it's called a cross warrant, where one sort of cancels out the other. But now you got to spend more money on an attorney. You have to defend your rights. And the bottom line is, you being a professional woman, you have everything to lose. And they have nothing to lose. Because they can get an attorney for free. And they're obviously not professional women. What do you think about that? There is no justice in justice. So now I sit back and I wait and I watch and I wonder what has happened to my three out of five children emotionally. How will they come back from this? Will they be able to dust themselves off and move forward? I mean, I know I do it all the time, but half of that all is not real. I always remember things that have knocked me down. Even though I dust off well, you're the same way. You can't possibly forget something that's happened that was traumatic. You can compartmentalize and put it away for a little while, but eventually it's going to rear its ugly head again. And these are young millennial girls with the whole world and the rest of their lives ahead of them. This is going to haunt them forever. And nobody can fix it. Not for the next girl and not for my girls. What do you do? The only thing I know how to do is keep talking to them or listening to how they're feeling, what they have to say. Maybe it's like they can talk it out of their system, you know, and into mine. You keep talking and I'll keep inhaling. How's that? I guess that's what a parent is supposed to do. Listen, listen, absorb, take it, own it. Didn't we always used to say to our children, if I had a choice, I would rather have had that accident happen to me than to you? We say that forever, ever since the day they were born. We would take the bullet for our children because we're good moms. And the only thing I said that made so much sense was, thank God I wasn't there. And my son, because I would have wound up in jail. Yes, I would have picked somebody up by their hair and just slammed them against the wall if I saw anybody touching my child. You know how you get that extra force, that adrenaline rush that enables you to become something you really aren't? And then how you feel so exhausted afterwards. When that adrenaline leaves your body, it's almost like it's almost like you've just suffered an anxiety attack. How exhausting it feels afterwards. But as moms, we take the brunt whenever we can. I would have wound up in jail. I know it for a fact. 
The only thing maybe that I would have had going for me if I was there is I know the difference between murder (laughs) and staying on the other side of that line. But I know I'm that way. I would kill for my child if I had to. I would. I think we all would. So I don't know. Sometimes it's better to let them take the fall on their own and you be there to pick up the pieces, I guess. There are no right answers. All I know is the wrong thing happened. And now a bunch of people are suffering, except for the ones that should be. I hope you've subscribed to the podcast. And for those of you that have, thank you. I really do appreciate it. I really wanted to start out talking to you about sex. (laughs) But this... This takes precedence because, I mean, it really, really matters to me. This one hit hard. I might just do another podcast tomorrow because I want to tell you about things that happened to me when I was in Daytona Beach, funny things that uh, not too many people could ever say they've taken part in. I want to talk to you about my New Year's party last night, but this is just not the right time. It's not. I wonder how you feel about this. If you wouldn't mind, maybe drop me a note. You know, you could put it right there on iTunes, the Sugar Mom podcast you're listening to. I would like to know, as a mom, what would you do if you found out that your child was bullied, hit, beat up for no reason? Could you sit back and listen to the police say, oh, yeah, this is an everyday occurrence? Or an attorney say, oh, well, you've got more to lose than they do. I mean, something is just warped here. What's happening to our world? It's one big vigilante. You know, you want to break into a store? Hey, go for it. You want to blow up 20 people on a bus? Hey, be my guest. You want to beat the shit out of my daughters? Well, what's stopping you? Mm, mm, mm. I think I'm in more shock than my kids. You know we feel their pain. So, I would love to know your opinion, what you would do. You could write me there on the podcast. Also, let me know if you like the podcast. A star or two or three, whatever, if you don't mind. But you could also reach me via email, and that's robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. If ever you have something you'd like to talk about, You want to come on the air with me? I'd love to have you as a guest and a friend. Just let me know. I'm going to call it there. I'm still, you know, absorbing, (sighs) dusting myself off, trying to make sure everything is okay in my head. But it's a scar, and it's going to stay. And I'll keep on pretending that I'm just fine. Don't we all? (laughs) Only the strong survive. It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. Thank you for listening. A Westwood One podcast production.